Hi, did you know that having a well-attended funeral is a subject of great concern in Taiwan? Some families hire strippers and host dances and set out feasts to entice people to attend. I mean, they're strippers there. Why would you not go? I mean, have a good time and maybe watch a dead person show. I mean, why not? That's, you know, I, I'd, I'd go. So welcome to an episode of Nevermind a Broadcast, and I'm your host, Izzy Swap. So this week we did an interview with Ben from the band The Boy Detective, which they're a hardcore ska punk band in Michigan, and I had a great time talking to him. He he works in the uh, funeral industry, and he talks about that, and he goes into great details about um, his band and you know the funeral industry, and it's so interesting to talk to. And he they have great music, The Boy Detective. So I want to play this song first, and then play the interview. So I hope I pronounce everything correctly. So it's the the song is called Some Draconar Wearing Duster with a Boner. I hope I said it right. And the song is by The Boy Detective, and I'll interview Ben right after. Brought out. The most important thing to remember is that this is your time. Make the best use of it. Do not dwell on intruding thoughts. Do not think about things that have to be done, things you should have done. Put them all aside for about 20 minutes. All cares and worries aside, this is your time. Confidence. Yes, absolutely. My name is and I am in the uh, ska punk band The Boy Detective. Dude, that like that song that I got, that cover, I cannot stop playing it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so oh, much. Jumping, jumping. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, so how did you guys get about, you know, re- recording that cover? How, how did when did the idea the idea go around about that one? So yeah, so uh, uh, if you actually look through our catalog, we are we also have a, a an album uh, labeled Scalarity, off of a spinoff of Clarity, <laughs> Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> um, we, uh, me and the my lead guitarist, or I guess only guitarist, really in my band, um, we have been writing music for over 15 years, 20 years together, and uh, we were in other bands and other side projects. But we started the Boy Detective as a actually as only a recording process at first. Um, we really wanted to write some 
uh, pop punk punk, but with uh, horns, because um, we both fell in love. I, I was I started out as like uh, just a regular punk rock fan, so like Ramones, Clash, Sex Pistols. That was that was me. And then my guitarist came more from the hardcore punk scene, so he was more into like the Kid Dynamites and the um, Paint It Black. This is hell, all that kind of stuff. On top of also, we would meet in the middle with our love for pop punk, of course, like you know Green Day, Blink One Two, Newfound Glory, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I stemmed from that old school four four punk. He stemmed from the more hardcore stuff. Um, and what what happened was is when we met, we kind of started appreciating each other's styles and then kind of correlating that into our own stuff. But we both are big fans of old like pop <laughs> 90s, early 2000s, like that was our generation, our genre of music that we really fell in love with. So we did Scolarity first, which was like, uh, I don't know, 12 tracks or 13 tracks of our, uh, of one, our 13 of our favorite tracks from the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, pop punk scene, punk emo, whatever you want to call it, scene that we really liked. And we put some ska into them. Um, and then what happened was is eventually we were like, hey, let's see if we could even find a drummer. And then we got a drummer. And then it was like, hey, let's see if we can get horns. And then all of a sudden we had two horns. And then we were like, oh, I guess we can actually play live now. So um, even though officially the Boy Detective formed in like 2016, 2017, we really didn't get the actual band together until COVID, of course. So we had a two-year breather yeah. writing stuff. And then so we came out in 2022 with Band from the Bathtub, which is our first album as an actual band together. Um, we had the two albums, Scolarity, and then we also had um, Dorcas Malorcus, which was just him and I that did everything on it. Um, but then we actually had a band in Band, from the bathtub, and then our newest uh, release was Art Theft. But going back to your question, um, Jumpin' Jumpin', we always love Destiny. I mean, who doesn't love Destiny's Child, right? I mean, even like the, the exactly. people are like, I have to admit, Beyonce, she just she just has those those, those pipes, man. Um, so we decided, hey, let, that, that would be really fun. Well, and, and that's to mention, too, when you go to a uh, punk show and they play a cover, it either really hits or it doesn't. Um, and a lot of punk bands try to pick, like, more obscure stuff, and that's wonderful. It's amazing. But if you want the crowd to, like, sing with you and chant with you, you got to pick a song that, like, they can't not sing with you. So we're like, that's the perfect thing. Smart. We love it. People love it. Like, Smart. And we, did, and we did it. And then what was awesome about that was we just played a show at that time with a, a punk band from Detroit called Killing Pixies. They're wonderful. They're awesome. Um, very uh, LGBT plus um, community band. Um, and so we got to play with them and we fell in love with how they did it. And I just was like, hey, Pixie, who's a lead singer, I'm like, hey, would you be interested in doing the vocals for this? And if you actually listen to the song, I would say I'm actually singing what a girl should be singing and she's singing what a guy should be actually singing. We like not only did the song, but we like flipped it because we 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 thought that would be it. more awesome to do. So yeah, so that we we she did it, she stayed up, we got to do it, and it was uh, man, it turned out wonderful. We actually did that recording ourselves. 
Um, yeah, we did that one ourselves. Um, uh, our, our my like I said, my guitarist and my drummer at the time were were really big into recording, so they they took care of that one. But Art Theft was produced and mastered by our good friend Steve Worcester out of Toledo, who also has like he's done stuff for like Citizen and uh, Equipment and other bands like that. So. But yeah, the jumpa jumpa was a lot of fun. And then what we we found is, of course, like especially when you sing into the crowds, like the the men like try at first not to sing it with you, and the women are like, oh yeah, let's do this, let's get rowdy. The boy detective. <laughs> what we love about the boy detective is we're we're spe- we're really special when it comes live. Like our songs are great. Don't get me wrong. Listen to Spotify. Check them out on all streaming platforms. Whatever Bandcamp, whatever you're into. But you got to come and see actually the boy detective because we are a hoot and a holler. In fact, I just played, we just played last night our, um, uh, art theft release show with Jay Navarro and the trader, shitty neighbors, strange generation, killing pixies were supposed to play, but one of their members got COVID. So COVID wins again, right from, you know, the traders, but obviously from, if people don't know suicide machines, which is like being a Michigan kid. Um, I remember like, literally in line skating in my funeral home parking lot, listening to Definition by Destruction on an anti-skip CD player because I was so excited to be able to rollerblade and not <laughs> the CD skip every two seconds, right? <laughs> I'm age, my, age, age myself a little bit there. So I was doing some cool, well, while well, Glass was like blaring in my ears. Uh, coming from a back, and I'm, I'm from, just a little bit about me, I'm from a very conservative town. So, like, there's not many of us punk rockers in this area in Ida, Michigan, which is very farm community-based, so it's all country out here, sadly. Um, so, uh, I, and not only that, but I'm, I'm, I'm a funeral director, but I'm also, like, a fourth-generation funeral director. Like, my dad's dad, his dad, and his dad all ran this funeral home, helping run it. So, yeah, so it's even more so, like, I, I'm surrounded by death. Death by day, sky by night, I guess, is what you would you would say. Oh, I, I know you have yeah. a question, Izzy, so I could talk I could talk for ages. So you you go ahead. No, no I'm good. I, I, I'm just sitting here in shock because you go from, like, your stream, like, funeral and then sky, the most happiest thing. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> of course you need, you need something to be, you know, uh, jumping around and be happy about. I mean, uh, you know, I'm glad that you had that outlet. Well, it's, it, well, it's, it's awesome too because we aren't your stereotypical ska band and we're your stereotypical punk band. We we somehow know how to mix a bunch of genres, which I'm going to give my guitarist Nick Good a lot of props. He he basically does most of the writing. Um, he's brilliant when it comes to his lyrics. He's brilliant when it comes to his song titles. I don't know if you've come across those yet, Izzy, but some of our song titles are very interesting. Um, <laughs> and then he also he also basically sets the tone for the song. So he'll come to us with the songs, and then we add our flares into it. So, like, I always look at it like Nick Good is, like, the mastermind, and I'm just, like, the salesman that goes door to door. I just have a good way of packaging <laughs> it for him. Um, and I'm a, I, I'm a pretty wild front man, so it's like you get the best of both worlds. But I have awesome, um, our brass section is very talented. In fact, they, they play with like the Ann Arbor um, jazz quartets and stuff. They're they're really, wow. really brilliant when it comes to their horn. Um, our bassist kind of came out of nowhere. Our, our good friend band, uh, Kander at the time, he filled in for us and he's filled out. Because I first started as bassist and singer. 
And then I realized I can't really do as much hooting and hollering and jumping and dancing if I got a bass strap to me, you know, this awkward long thing. Um, so we decided to <laughs> put me at lead singer. Um, but yeah, and then we got another horn player, Rhiannon, and she's wonderful. So Seth and Jared and our, our, our trumpet and sax, but then we also got a Barry sax. Um, her name is Rhiannon. and she started out as a fan and just kind of like, she was like, Hey, I can play sax. We're like, Hey, why don't you play sax with us? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's wonderful. And it's, it, it's wonderful. Um, I, I wish there was more, um, and it, it's getting that way. Like I, I see more women in the punk scene and I absolutely think it's wonderful. Um, cause th- this whole gentleman's club needs to, needs to die out. Right. <laughs> this is this, there's so much. Go ahead. We'll see more women getting involved too. It's cool. I love it. Well, I love, I love the mixture, right? I mean, we need, we need everything. And so it, it's just wonderful to have her in and it's awesome to have that like woman's perspective. Um, and she's, she's absolutely great. And then um, our drummer, Zach, he filled, he took over about um, six months ago and he's been doing absolutely wonderful. So we have a, like a really good group, of course, because there's Scott influences. We all are very goofballs, but when it comes to like the funeral home side, which I find is interesting, our lyrics are very existential. Um, so as much as it is, uh, Scott tends to be a happier sounding thing. Stuff we're singing about is a lot of the times, like uh, one of our um, infamous lines is we're all, fu- we're all fucking doomed and we're wasting our time. Like that's a very existential <laughs> first cop band. Yeah. Thinking about. It's funny because one of our first shows, we ended up playing in a squat in Detroit and, you know, just playing, you know, and I'm, there's maybe 20 people in this place and they're doing whatever. Like literally there's a sign that says, if you're going to do drugs, do it upstairs in a safe environment. And that's just like, for me coming from the country, like this is interesting. Um, and I remember like we're playing to this horrible PA system. And, you know, James Navarro just walks in just watching the local talent. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this guy's a King. Like, why am I playing for him in this crappy place? This crappy, you know, but I, like I give him so much props. Like that's that's what I love about the true punks. And Izzy, I know you can vouch for this. Like they care about the scene. They care about their community. Like they they were raised on the DIY. You know, even more so than we pretend to be nowadays. You know what I mean? Like they're what they're the way that they ran shows and got themselves developed with all community based within their, you know, the hardcore scene or the punk scene or whatever. And it's like, you know, now with streaming systems and with Facebooks and Instagrams and all that, it's so much easier to get shows. It's so much easier to get your music promoted and out there. You know, they had to do it door to door, you know? And so it, 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 it makes my heart so much big that like Jay Navarro, who has been playing music for whatever, 30, 40 years now, um, and had been in these yeah. extremely, extremely talented, uh, successful bands, is going to a random local show, just randomly showing up. And it was well, well that segues into what I was going to say because he he heard that that line because we chant it, we sing it, we sing it in our songs. Gabies, I'm not going to give you the full title. A, I don't remember it most of the time. Um, I think it's <laughs> I, I I got I got Scabies once, so that's pretty punk rock. I think is what the title is. Um, but it's the last song on the band, and at the end, at the end, we literally chant, we're all fucking doomed to a racing time, and he remembered that, 
I was, and I remember him coming up to me at the end. He's like, Hey, I just want you to know, I, I, I told the machines, I like what you guys were singing that, that chant. That's so cool. So when we did our CD release, I added that to the set list and I asked him, I was like, I know, like, take my shot. Like, would you come up and chant? We're all fucking doomed and we're wasting our time with us. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, to see like that, like, he could have easily said no or buzz off. You know? Wow. Yeah, we taped our, we decided to tape our show last night. So eventually you guys will all see Jay Navarro and me basically kissing a mic um, with our foreheads together, <laughs> screaming, you're all fucking doomed, you're right there. They, they, they rule. Like Jay Navarro and the Traders, like, that was like the first big band, you know, because they're on Bad Time Records to like keep having us play their shows. Um, we got to play with, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, um, Escape the Zoo. Days and Days is like their original, like, big thing. Um, but, yeah, so we got to play with them. So, like, we just kind of came out of nowhere and, like, we're we're doing some things. And, like, art theft has really taken off. In the, I got to be honest, and this is something. I There is nothing more welcoming I have found than the ska punk scene. Like, those diehards will do anything to help a local ska punk band get on shows or get them promoted. Like we have, we have gotten nothing but like very much help from the ska punk scene in, in Michigan. Um, Cause it's like, we play and they're like, where have you been all these years? We're like, well, I mean, in theory, <laughs> we only started this two years ago. We've been playing music for 30. I, I started, I actually started with my brothers in a um, horror punk band, like misfits. We were called spaghetti zombies. And that's what I did for like 10 years. Um, and I loved it. it very like Jerry only Danzig type punk rock. It was wonderful. It was absolutely awesome. Um, but then I started getting into this and I just never, I never assumed I would ever be in a ska band ever. Like not that I, not that I'm against it. I, I love it. I've always did. I always love less than Jake and, and suicide machines and catch 22 and streetlight manifesto. But like, I was always considered myself like, no, I'm a Ramones clash. Give me the easy yeah. stuff. I just want to chant. I want to whoa. I want to whoa all night long. <laughs> you know? uh, oh, I want to oi, oi, and, and whoa all night long, you know. And then it was like, oh, now I'm pick it up and, you know, pick it up, pick it up, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Pick it, it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. But, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what? And I will say this. Like, there is nothing better than uh, a skank pit. Like, I, you know, I, I grew up with the hardcore uh, slamming and, and bashing, and I also grew up with the park, which is you know the, the circle pits or whatever. But man, like a skate pit is something else. And I like I, I got to see a couple of those, and I'm like, man, like we're pretty cool when people start skate pitting. Like you know what I mean? Because it died. Like that's the sad part about Scott. Like w- regardless of the waves, if you you know, because we could get into that, Izzy, and I know you know enough probably about the waves and all that jazz. But like. The third gen with with the late nineties, like everybody said, like it kind of ruined the Scott scene because it was so commercialized that people kind of it wasn't cool to be in a Scott band in the early two thousands. So especially those bands, you know, the Suicide Machines, Big D and the Kids Table, like all the ones that kept going less than Jake, like Real Big Fish. I give them credit because I, I, I'm sure there were some pretty bad years. And then like all of a sudden, twenty, you know, COVID hits and. Um, Scott becomes this huge thing again. Like it's it's really getting big again with like Cat Bite and Kill Lincoln and all the bad time wrecks and 
and you've got all these, you know, you got suicide machines re evolving and Jay Navarro and the traders, you got all these like, you know, awesome bands. And I, I, I could go on all day, you know, bite me bambies and the half fast twos. If I'm missing anybody out there that's listening to this, God bands, I, I know you, I just I don't have time to release all <laughs> your names. Uh, but, but it's really cool. And I, I gotta say is you're doing a wonderful job, like promoting, the punk scene. So I, I really appreciate you and I'm humbled and honored to be on your show because like, I love these conversations. I love these conversations, especially like when you find out things about bands that you're like, I liked them before I knew that they had this weird story. And now I love them even more. <laughs> you know? well, like, this, well, thank you. I mean, I, I do my best. And, you know, I, I, I love punk, but I also love Scott as well. And, you know, and I, and I love, and I didn't even know you, like, when you sent me that song, I was like, this is amazing. And I wanted to check out more songs. And it's just like, it just evolved. And I'm like, I'm hoping you guys will tour one day. <laughs> and I just get to see you. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the plan. That's the plan. The problem with us, and it's in our lyrics a lot, uh, a lot of us are married and a lot of us have children and a lot of us have very strange jobs, like myself included, where like I'm a local town funeral director. So dad and I literally are working 24 seven because death does not have a nine to four. I'm, I'm honored to be in this community because they have so much trust in dad and I, but with that trust, like Spider-Man, right? If with that trust comes responsibility, you know, it's like that whole thing where um, it, it, they, people expect you to always be around. So like that makes it very tough if I want to tour, you know, with kids in a funeral home. Um, in a local community that really wants dad and I to be around for everything. So um, I've been doing really well with playing a lot of shows, but right now it's really hard to get out of that, like Detroit, Ohio, Illinois, like area, you know, because most of us are like, we're at the bottom of Michigan. Like I'm 20 minutes from the border of Ohio. So like we do a lot, we can do like Ohio. We play, we play a lot in Toledo. We play a lot in Detroit. We play a lot in Ann Arbor. Like that's our spots right now. But we've played Grand Rapids. We've played Alpena. We've we've played um, down further in Ohio and and all that. So I mean we're getting there. But it's like one of those things too where it's like, man, gas prices. And I hate to be like that guy, but it's hard. It's hard to get. And and here's the other thing, Izzy. There's seven of us. So, yeah, trying to get, like, even when I was in a three-piece band or four-piece band, like, getting four-people schedules with jobs and lights and things, like, God, I wish I would have done – I wish we would have been here at 19 when I didn't have the funeral home to take and the kids and all that, you know what I mean, where I could go for months, you know, and get the start, but we don't have that. So we kind of have to use friendships and networking, and, and we're doing pretty – I think we're doing pretty good for – what we've been able to do and how long we've been able to do it. Um, but I know a lot of that has to do with the people that are doing the work, which is like you, which is like the, the bands that have were nice enough to let us play, not knowing who we were or what we were going to sound like. Um, so I just, I mean, it, it's the punk, the punk community is wonderful and it's so nurturing, but it's, you know, it comes across, you know, from the outside looking in, people just think it's these, you know, these, these bunch of dicks, you know, that just like don't care about each other and don't care about the scene. And it's like, no, I, I find that the actual true punks extremely care about the scene. Um, and cause they got their name on it, right. They put years into this. So it's like, I don't want crappy things coming up. I want, I want my legacy to start being built in other bands, you know? 
Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's 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 very interesting. It's very interesting to be in, and and we're lucky enough that our songs have hip hop in them. Our songs have hardcore breakdowns. Our songs have um, pop punk, very um, melodic uh, high choruses. So like we could fit in with a punk band, we could fit in with a ska band, we could fit in with a hardcore band and a hardcore show. Like that helps too, that you're not like pigeon-toed or stereotyped into one specific genre. Because um, even though like, see that's the problem, you you have one horn and you're automatically a ska or reggae band, you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get away from it. Like, you, that's what people see. They just assume, like, oh, you have a horn? Okay, you're you're a ska band. It's like, well, I, I don't, ska, I, I don't yeah. play. <laughs> I don't play one upbeat. <laughs> you know, I don't play one upbeat. <laughs> uh, but you know, but we, we we have had a lot. Of, we've had a lot of fun in this community. And and me being lucky enough to be able to play music for uh, twenty plus years now, it's just it's amazing. And it and for me, especially with a job where it's very stressful, very high anxiety. And, you know, I'm dealing with grieving families all the time and seeing oh, things that yeah. most, most people don't see or deal with. Like being able to jump around, scream my lungs out, you know, and have people actually enjoy it, you know, because that's another thing too that I, that, that's that been really interesting for me and my um, guitarist, my, my really close friend Nick is that, We've t- I had a lot of talks about like being in a band finally where people actually want to come out and see your band and don't feel obligated to come out. And, and, it, and it's sad because we wrote some really good music. And, and I, I think the Boy Detective is our opus. I think we, we really hit our stride. And I think it's just the other musicians that are part of us too and the community and the timing and all that. But I will say though, it's like, it's weird to have, like I said, people drive an hour, two hours to see you play, you know, where like it used to be, you'd have your friends, your, you know, your family, like, yeah, I guess I'll go see cousin so-and-so play tonight. Or uh, I guess that, that one guy in our high school is having a show. So we got nothing else going, <laughs> going on. So we're going to head out there. Um, it is, but it's also like, it, it's funny. Cause it's also like goes against like, now we don't want to become too big or we don't want to like, you know, the, the dreaded, like, because you're in the punk scene, right. And you have this punk ethos. It's like, I don't want to sell out or I don't want to do something. Like I don't want to not play. I don't, I, 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 I never don't, don't want to not play like the one show that even though I know there's only going to be 10 people there, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the struggle too, because it was, we had to get ourselves on shows. Now it's, we're getting asked to play a, a bunch of shows, which is wonderful, but it's also like you have to pick and choose. So like I, I'm starting to understand in a very small vacuum, like obviously we're not a big band. We're not a touring band. We are not there yet by any means form or shape, but I can understand like why big bands can't just play every show, right? They can't be in eight places at once and they can't, you know, they have to play certain shows that are, that are appropriate to them. But it is, it's like, that's really against my like. Hey, you want us to play a show, or we got a show? We're gonna play it. It doesn't matter who's gonna be there, or how much money you're gonna make at the end of the night. So that's that's interesting. Being adulting, right? At that point, being a business person in a band compared yeah, to yeah, just a traveling artist, you know. I mean, what's what's your well, thoughts? On I, that? 
Well, I mean, I definitely think too. Like, um, it, it's tough because a lot of times with uh, shows, it because like you don't want to be that band that goes. I mean, sometimes you, you you're gonna have to be in the offer shows and can't do them all. You know, sometimes you have to kind of like you, you kind of have to pick and choose. Like, oh no, which one's gonna be? You know, because so I it depends on where you play. Because like in Connecticut, it's a small place. Because so you don't want to be caught playing in the same city too often because then you're you're basically oversaturated. So you kind of have to like spread around and, and kind of move around instead of being in one area, you know. So it's just like, so I understand. So you just got to pick and choose and, and see what's right for you guys. Well, it's tr- it's tricky too because then you, then you feel bad when you when you decline a show, right? And then it always happens. Oh yeah. That the the same band that invites you and you had to decline, right? And you're like. Next time we will be there. They pick the, uh, the the next time on the worst date. So then you're in this like pickle. Sorry. Like, we almost have to do the show, but we can't do the show. So you're like every time you say no, it like makes you seem like. And hindsight's twenty twenty, right? They get it. Like there's there's seven of us, but also like in your mind, you're playing this like trick on yourself where it's like they probably think we're the worst people ever. Like oh, they're too cool. Oh like, no. <laughs> oh no, I doubt it. Yeah, but no, they won't. They won't think. And plus, you have a uh, very important job too. So. Yeah, but you know, like that's that's interesting too because it's like people will say like, "Oh, is are you have you been really busy at at your job?" And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> you know, it's like people are suffering. You know, they're grieving. And then like, but if I say no, like that's not you know like that. It, like when people ask like the small talk what I do because funeral directors uh, and I nod my head to any funeral directors anybody in the death profession out there that's listening to this because like um, that's that's another reason why we st- uh, the podcast I sent you I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it but um, our society does not do well America specifically does not do well with talking about death or dealing with death. No, uh, especially and, and add add another caveat to our conversation. Suicide is extremely prevalent in musicians and artists, um, and I love that I can be a channel for some of those people. Like I, I'm a part of Six Feet Over, which is a nonprofit that helps families with suicide uh, and suicidality, helping um, individuals who are struggling go through that and help process that and all that it's absolutely wonderful to be to be not only a funeral director but also be on a board that's paying and helping people pay for funerals um because there's a lot that goes into suicide and we don't we don't have to talk about that it's a whole nother (laughs) conversation but i I know a lot of musicians um who have died by suicide and you know i'm lucky enough to have education and knowledge to help um, other artists, you know, and, but also when you first meet me, you're like, oh, he's in a ska band. He's just a goofball, right? Like, th- of course, right? It just goes to the territory. And some of that's true. But also, like, you know, we're these, th- these people that you think, like, are goofballs are also, like, extremely intelligent in their in their own way, you know. Um, so it's, it's wonderful to have that um, networking system to not only – play music to make people happy and make myself happy because that's, that's the other thing too, right? It's an outlet for me. It's an outlet for me to get rid of my grief um, because a uh, uh, little, little story about me. I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I've been um, sober now for two and a half years. Um, 
And so, oh, that's like, great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the boy detective has actually helped out a ton with that because it keeps my mind off um, other things, right? It stops the hamster wheel a lot of the time from continual. So that's that's wonderful. So, like, I, I know that there's a lot of responsibility to being in a band, not only to your band itself, um, but to yourself as a musician and the and the community, the fans, right? Because at the end of the day, it really is the fans. You know, people say that as like a cop out all the time. Like it's it's you that keeps me going, but it, it's the truth. Like if people didn't listen and didn't care, it's hard to continue doing what you're doing. It makes it really easy when people care and want to be a part of it. So exactly. even more exactly, I agree. The bit. The bands who are struggling or the musicians that just haven't found the right people or are writing music just to write music and try to help and, and aren't getting the um, notoriety that they deserve, like, I tip my hat to you because somebody out there is listening, but which, by the way, Izzy, I wanted to say I loved your tracks. I listened to your new tracks, and oh, they're wonderful. I thank you. I think there's three, there's three and I, I think they're all wonderful. If I'm not mistaken, right, I went to the thank right place, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved I loved them. I, I can't I can't remember the, the the names of them, but the last one, track three, I really really liked. Exactly. It's not just it's not just about one one person. You know, it's basically a whole. And I, you know, a lot of people hate it, but it's a unity. It's it's just unity. It's definitely a community as well. We have to all kind of like help each other in order to you know to you know, to be. That's you know that's just how you should be. Just helpful. Well, it's an it's an ecosystem. Really, it is, and like yeah. I, I think we, especially um, us with the punk ethos, you know, we need to make this world a better place. So whether that be well, I just wanna... against the man or no, I I definitely agree with you so much because even though you know if we you know we we all have our own bands and our own problems and all stuff, but in the end, like we're all kind of kind of like in this. We're all just people just dealing with, with stuff that we need to talk about. And it's, it's you know, with the whole punk involved, too, and, and the punk ethos and DIY, it's just like we all need to, like, kind of stick together and, and not be so separated, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and more importantly, help each other out. Like, actually help the underdogs, right? Because that's, that's the other thing, too. Like, I love being a part of the underdogs. I love being in a... Uh, music musical field, we'll say. That's silly to put a term on a on, <laughs> on punks, right? That's against <laughs> that's against these. But uh, you know, it it is. It's like on our resumes to help and to promote and to um, be there for the underdog and and to support the 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 ones that are getting beaten down. And um, so it, it's it's wonderful. I, I love this community. I love the opportunity. Um, I, I'm thankful to have uh, a soapbox um, to be able to communicate um, and to spread energy, really, too. Like, if, if if one of our songs or one of our shows helps somebody's day be 2% better, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's not about the money. It's not, and, and I know that sounds like a cop-out. It's not about the money. I know, like, I'm a realist. I know you need money to do things and to tour and to do that, but it's not about that. It's it's about the smiles. It's a, it's about the dancers. Like for us, it's about people just be, 
being able to like even sway, you know, get some of that, get some of that tension from their day out. And right now, especially in this post COVID um, high stress, high anxiety, high fear, high um, everything right now, hatred and prejudice, you know, racism, you, you'd think by now, like we would have figured that out and been better about it. Um, and I do find that like, especially the young generation are really, really fighting that better than even our generation did. And our generation did a good job. I really do think comparably, but man, it's still like, it's, it's, it's gross how much racism and prejudice we still deal with. Um, a band that's willing to come out and play for anybody, you know, especially all ages shows and, and getting to see, you know, a five-year-old skank next to you. And you're like, man, I wish I would have been five years old. And my parents, he's like, man, like, cause that's, that's easy. You know what I, I think is the best legacy for bands, to be honest. I think if you have a band start because of watching you or hearing your song, that's the legacy right there. Absolutely. I agree. 1000%. Oh, so absolutely. So first, The Boy Detective, you can check us out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever you're into, Bandcamp, if you don't have any of those. Um, so check The Boy Detective out. We just released Art Theft on January 1st, seven tracks. They're 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 really good. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm in it. Obviously, I have some bias, but it, they're really good. They they turned out really well, and I got to give my props to Steve for for recording that for us in Toledo. Um, uh, also, we will be releasing some new songs. We're going to be recording, but we don't know when or how. I mean, obviously, we're kind of still on the train of uh, our theft being only released a couple weeks ago. Um, but keep keep checked in on that. Um, if you're dealing with any death anxiety or crisis i i would like to promote my podcast let's talk about death with benny and dr nick who is my twin he's a psychologist that specializes in grief and loss i'm a funeral professional and we talk about um, all taboos that have to do with death and dying um other than that honestly big thing is like keep listening to izzy because she's going out there she's doing great things helping this community go out you know what do me a favor, everybody who's listening to this, go out to local shows and don't just say, oh, yeah, I went to one that's enough. Like, actually go out to local shows, promote local music, actually come for the opening bands. That's another big thing that I would challenge you to do. Yeah. Instead of just coming at the end to see the last band that you came, like, you would be surprised how many possible Boy Detectives bands are out there playing their first show in their opening. You know, and it, you could be the one that helps them um, not only get maturity, but helps them believe in their dreams. So, Izzy, that's all I got. I appreciate you. Listen to Art Theft, Poor Detective. And thank you for everything. And I got to listen to your podcast, too. So, it, thanks again. We'll talk soon.